love the fanny pack okay it's funny we call them bum bags but i do know what a fanny pack is yeah Yeah. in england you call them bum bags i think we call them fanny packs but then like yeah but in america it's reversed right like fanny is or i don't know i don't know i saw it's different to australian yeah america i think they refer to fanny as like behind oh really yeah because i remember this australian comedian making joke about it and being like this woman was like, does my fanny look fat in this? And she was like, what the fuck is happening right now? So I'm pretty sure it's backwards. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. But yeah, I just thought it was either a bum bag. But even yeah. then, it doesn't make sense. Because if you're saying bum bag, you're putting it around the front. Yeah. Maybe we should just make up our own term. We <laughs> just have a full podcast about fanny bags. So... Who are you? I am, well, my name is Santina Bam Phillips. Well, my name is Santina Phillips, Mm -hmm. also known as Bam. So a lot of people, particularly in the fitness industry, call me Bam. Um, Lots of my friends and family do, but not everyone does. Uh, And I am the co-owner and co-founder of Ursus Fitness in Sainpun in Hong Kong. Amazing. I'm Mm going to start with, how did the name Bam come about? Um... Uh, kind of, you know that little kid in the Flintstones that like I think is so. crazy who like bashes everything. <laughs> yeah. I was a bit of a mental child. Um, I also played rugby, things like that. So I think also I've always been a bit boisterous and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So there's like bam, there she is. Yeah, I think yeah. My, and also some people, I don't know why, but some people find my name really hard to pronounce. Why? I know, I know. Wait, so, which part? I don't know. They call me like Santiana, Sultana. Oh, so yeah. okay. Bam comes from that. Yeah, just being a bit yeah. crazy, slightly aggressive. But I think I'm really sweet. <laughs> I think so. My sister's name is Nell, and people have been consistently calling her Neil. So she's always like just a male in everybody's eyes. Wow. I don't understand. Yeah, she just some people just don't get names just because it's not like, you know, a classic name. Yeah. Ne- so, like yeah. Neil, Natalie, anything but <laughs> so. How did you get started in fitness? Um, I originally wanted to do sports science at university, um, but I did languages. So I did German and Russian and politics at uni. Nice. Yeah, that was really interesting. That's quite a turnaround though from sport. Yeah, Um, and I did enjoy it, but I didn't really like translation and things like that. So uh, my dad and my sisters and my stepmom moved to Hong Kong a few years before me and then when I finished uni I came out here as well and yeah I was like I just really want to try the whole thing in fitness I really didn't like working in an office and stuff like that I'd always been like very sporty very active um, always really enjoyed training and things like that I mean I think everyone kind of goes slightly wayward during uni and just like drinks and things like that so kind of got back on track um and yeah, I got loads of qualifications, worked in a few gyms, and then met Gary. I don't know, things kind of just fell into place. I met my business partner, and we really liked doing strongman training back in the day. This is like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Strongman training, we used to run like little camps on Llama and Cyberport. We, we still called it Bear Camp then, actually, but yeah. it was all like very functional. It was like pipes full of water. You had to squat oh, really? them. It was like dragging things up yeah. it was all very like rustic and outdoors mm. um and they got really popular and we used to rent this five-ton truck and put all this equipment in it drag it out in that have you ever been to the waterfront park in cyberport yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so we used to drag all this equipment out lay it out yeah. do classes for three hours put it back in and eventually we were like 
yeah, we need like a solid base. Were you doing that every day? No. Mm. We did it four times a week. That's still Tuesday, too much. Thursday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, I know. And it's heavy as well, right? Yeah. He's a big guy and I was bigger back then, but it's yeah. heavy. Yeah, I was like, exo- and like Hong Kong's hot. You'd be absolutely, I didn't even need to train. It was training yeah. enough to like yeah, carry be all like this stuff back and forth. Tons worth of equipment yeah. as well. We used to have these trolley things, but even then you still had to like, there were stairs and stuff. You had to like carry stuff. So yeah, yeah. eventually we found our little place in Saingpun. So that was like the birth of Ursus came from like yes. classes and that's stuff. why we called it Ursus as well because our classes were called Bear Camp yeah and then Ursus means bear in Latin so we called it Ursus Fitness. Did you have like always kind of a desire to do group training or like are you more do you prefer um, personal training? Well, obviously I do both, right? I do yeah. group class training, personal training, and online remote programming, which also I love. Yeah, um, I quite like the mix. I really, because it's a very different thing. Sometimes in the past, we've tried to hire people to teach our group classes who have only been PTs. Yeah. And they freak out. It's really, it's quite different. Um, I just like a, I like a mix. Yeah. It keeps you kind of on the ball a little bit. You can have a bit of fun with the, the group yeah. classes. You know, I'm known for like putting like Larry music on and dancing <laughs> around and talking yeah. a little bit. That's and what then group PT, you kind of, yeah, you can see someone really grow as an individual because obviously yeah. you spend a lot of time with them. You get quite close. They confide in you about things that aren't just to do with like yeah. their fitness. Um, so yeah, I, I like that as well. And I also really like helping people. So. I do often think that PT is just like a cheaper therapist for a lot of people. Um, yeah, <laughs> a lot of them do kind of yeah. tell you stuff. Um, I just like making people happy. I think I think exercise really helps people's mental health and yeah, I just enjoy making them feel a bit better about themselves. I'm not really so into the whole I'm going to transform you and make you lose 10 kilos in 12 weeks like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I know that had that definitely has a place, but that's not really my kind of vibe to be honest. Is there a particular reason why that's not your kind of vibe? Um because I don't think it's sustainable. Oh, yeah. Um because I think that you get really good results from consistent efforts. And I think, I don't know, I worry with things like that, that it can turn into kind of disordered eating and really obsessive weighing and like needing to earn food. And obviously, like, you know, you can't just go out and eat McDonald's and get drunk all the time. Um, but if you don't eat like an arsehole and just train regularly, Things happen, and then if you keep doing that consistently over time, I think that the thing with me, with, with I train a lot of women. I do train men as well, but I train a lot of women. I think they think results are gonna come within two weeks, and then they'll say to me something like, I wanna look like you, and I'm like, I've been training like this for seven years, non more than that, probably about 10 in total, non-stop, so yeah. Yeah. I, I would rather push that side of things, like just lead a healthy lifestyle rather than I will make you thin for your wedding. I'm yeah. not, I don't like that kind of stuff. Do you think that sums up like your training philosophy then? Yeah. It's more like consistency Completely. and yeah, sustainability. Yeah, like I know that loads of gyms in Hong Kong are really popular. They're kind of transformation personal training gyms. That isn't what Ursus is. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, people get super lean and they lose weight when they come to Ursus, but it's a bit more, the main thing is is that if it isn't fun, no one's gonna come back. Like you have to actually enjoy yourself a bit. These people are 
everyday people they're not professional athletes where they're paid to do the same program for 12 weeks in a row like they're just they're just people who want to have fun want to like sweat and things like that get their endorphins up so yeah that's kind of more of the gym that we are like i said we have personal training as well so for people with more specific goals and i get it if someone says to me i want to get stronger and i want to lose weight i'm happy to help them i'm just not happy to help them lose ridiculous amounts of weight in short periods of time yeah no i agree i was when i first started working at gyms i won't say the name of the first one i'll just tell you afterwards you can probably (laughs) guess who it is um but it's like a group class gym and they were doing like transformation programs and i remember like looking at the food because they would have meal plans Mm -hmm. and stuff and i was like this is like a thousand calories for like everybody across the board. Uh-huh. Like it's not personalized. And I'm like, yeah. no wonder you're seeing results. And then they're having discussions about like, oh, coffee, but only black and like no milk at all. And I'm like, oh my, please. I know. What kind of life is that? I feel like it's so stressful. I know. I know. Also, some, telling people to eat a thousand calories, you'd be absolutely starving. I think starving. that was like my lunch, like half of my lunch. I know. Like, yeah. Did you ever come from like a place of like issues with food in your own life? Is no, that why you're, luckily yeah. I've never suffered with that. Yeah. Sadly, I've had like you know friends and people at school and people close to me who have suffered with things mm. like that. I'm very fortunate that I never have, and I honestly think it comes from my mom actually just letting me eat whatever I wanted. Honestly, yeah. as a kid, my mom would just let me eat whatever I wanted. And now I don't feel like I never felt restricted or anything like that. Um, So no, luckily, even at times when I've been bigger, I just kind of think, well, this is the way I look right now. I'm a product of like what I'm doing and what I'm eating and mostly if I was drinking back in the day. (laughs) Um, But yeah, luckily I've never actually suffered with anything like that. Yeah, I think there is something to that, like seeing your parents. I had this one friend, like in primary school years ago and her parents would like actively give them like soft drinks and stuff she she was like her belief was like if they have it all now they'll like not want it i know my mom never ever she was like do you want mcdonald's do you want happy of crisps want some chocolate anything yeah and same with my older sister so both of us are very fortunate in that sense yeah yeah we don't we don't really suffer with any problems i think it definitely is modeled like to some extent yeah i know yeah (laughs) no no shade to parents (laughs) mom you're doing fine it's okay yeah so i do want to kind of jump around a bit that is like classically what i do in this podcast i have no train of thought i'm just like all over the place back to uni so how did you end up with like that kind of degree like languages um well i've always been quite good at languages it just kind of works well in my brain i mean i th- I did a canto course for like two weeks oh, really? years and years yeah. and years ago when i first got here and i feel like i still remember some of it that's awesome um so yeah and i also this sounds so ridiculous i was such an idiot when i was 17 but i wanted to be a spy as well so i did german and russian Amazing. and i actually really enjoyed russian yeah. i really did like i got to live there for like six months then oh, I, nice. I lived in siberia then i lived in Berlin for six months um but like I said I just the office lifestyle just isn't for me yeah it's not for me I have one friend who had said for the last few years that she wanted to be a spy like that's what she's known for and then like a year ago when we saw her we were like do you still want to do that and she's like no I don't want to do that anymore and we're like that's exactly what a spy would I know. say it's so funny. what are one you one doing? Of my best mates back home she's Russian and her mom always used to say to her like Santina definitely doesn't own a gym in Hong Kong. She's a spy. It's a cover. I'm like, no, I don't want to be a spy. I actually just own a gym in Hong Kong. Like, when you actually think about the reality of it, you think, 
that sounds horrendous. I can't like, cope with the pressure. Like yeah. even talking to you now is too much. Like I'm anxious. Yeah, I know. Alone being in no, a I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it at all. Do you like? How did you find living in Russia? Um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I spent because obviously my uh, when you do a language degree, it's like four years usually. Mm-hmm. So I spent a couple months in St. Petersburg which was really fun when I first started to learn because we learned from like it's called ab initio so you learn oh, from yeah, yeah. scratch right um, with Russian mm. I really liked it um, however I didn't really like Siberia funnily enough so that's where I, I did we weren't none of the students we weren't really good enough to get jobs whereas in Berlin I had a job yeah um, so we all went to some of us went to a university in Tomsk okay um and we like learned translation skills and we learned loads of Russian. We had to stay with Russian families, which obviously yeah. really helped my Russian because yeah. they don't speak a word of English. Um, I mean, it's really cold because I went in winter as well. Um, unfortunately as well, I got really sick out there and had to have an operation in Russia. What? I know, I know. Um, what I have I have PCOS. Okay. Um, that's polycystic ovarian yeah. syndrome, yeah. Um, and one of... I had like one of my sis burst when you were there yeah and made me so unwell and like obviously I wasn't very good at talking about medical stuff like I'm barely good at that in English right so yeah yeah, I had to have an operation out in Russia in like this hut and I thought they are gonna sell my organs on the black market and I'm gonna die but actually it was really like I have like little keyhole scars and that's it okay so it was done like well yeah, it was done well no one like stole my liver or anything oh my gosh yeah and then as a 17 year old as well or no, is this a little this bit later is when i was uh this was in my third year i think i must have been like 20 yeah but yeah i was really scared that's like nobody wants to get sick at all uh-huh. in another let country alone let alone by yourself and you don't speak the language and yeah it yeah it was not really like matilda there, yeah if you get what i'm saying yeah, they gave yeah. me like an a, a washed out marmalade jar to do like my urine sample in I was like yeah. oh dear god I'm gonna die oh but like god. I said actually it was great sorry when you said Matilda just now I was like because that's my full name and I was like oh my god wait what what did I do <laughs> I was like no one ever says that unless I'm in trouble but the hospital yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay got it what was going through your head like obviously fear but like did you have to say anything to yourself to like get um, or like calm yourself down or well you I just, just kind of did it I kind of said to them like can I get on a plane can I just go home and they were like no this is really serious yeah. i had something called peritonitis which is okay. like it can feel like appendicitis so it's really really um it's yeah. like poisoning of your abdomen area so it's really uncomfortable um now i think honestly my parents were calling me and i could tell they were so worried that i was like it's fine it's totally fine thinking yeah oh my god but yeah i so there's just, not, not a lot you can do right if, yeah. if a surgeon or a doctor is telling you you can't get on a plane you need an operation you're like all right then i'm in your hands off yeah. you go but like i said it, it all turned out fine luckily. it is so much trust that you put in i know i know oh my gosh i don't think i could have coped with that that reminds me of the saying though like you have lived through 100 percent of the worst things that have ever happened to you yeah. like you did that i've never heard that but i like that yeah, actually uh, so it's like something to remind people of like when you're anxious and you're like shit can i do this and it's yeah. like well your success rate uh-huh. right now is 100 exactly. percent. exactly you've got through it so oh yeah, my that, god that was a bit rough but then luckily I got to go home, recover, and then I went and lived in Berlin for six months, which was yeah super fun. Was it good? Yeah, it was super <laughs> fun, yeah. That's awesome. So, preferred Berlin to Russia? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how people live in Berlin as, like, actual grown-ups with, like, functioning lives and jobs. Oh, but really? My job, you know, we were, like, students doing translation. Like, I went to work from, like, 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. every day. It was nice. great. That's so, awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good time, I think. Yeah, I know. It's so Berlin as well. They worked for five hours a day. They had like an afternoon. Wait, that's like a regular thing. Yeah, they had a morning and an afternoon shift. And of course, I was like, yeah, I want to work the afternoon shift. I could do five hours. I don't yeah, know why I, do well, it I still office. hate it and got bored. No, I was, I was like, gonna yeah, say. I'm not doing this anymore. I feel like that sounds good for right now, but like as yeah. soon as you do it, then you're like, oh, I don't yeah, wanna, I don't want to be in an office either. So yeah, that was fun. Home. And then went back oh and finished my final year, and then came to Hong Kong. Yeah, so you just it was the office thing that was like the deciding factor that you were like, no, nah, I, I don't always wanna. wanted to do sport anyway. I went yeah, to Bath okay. University in the UK, oh, that's really which is like really good for sport. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I just yeah, I just. Did, did languages first and then just thought switch. I'll just focus on that later yeah what kind of qualifications did you get like as a process of getting into sport and stuff I like got that? a whole bunch of different ones I got an NASM I got a whole bunch of CrossFit ones I got yes. some kettlebell ones I got some ones to do with kids yeah. I got um some pre and postnatal ones we like girl- have awesome. you heard of girls gone strong I don't oh wait it's the I think I follow it on Instagram yeah but I they're, they're okay. really cool I got like one through that like yeah. female specific strength training nice. and stuff and then obviously worked in some mm. gyms yeah I think that's the best way to, to learn though obviously you need a certain amount of qualifications but when I'm employing people that doesn't really impress me that much yeah. you know like it's more about how do you coach people yeah. how do you speak to people how patient are you like are you motivating are you kind are you empathetic like things like that more so than I have a stack this high of Look. qualifications. I just go, okay, yeah. cool. But that doesn't actually impress me very much. Like, I think you learn tons through experience, through doing, through training yourself, through, you know, I must have trained like, I don't know actually how many different clients I've trained now, but it must be a lot, including the group class, hundreds, yeah, 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 loads. So you, you learn a lot through just doing as well. Yeah. I think so as well. I think we're having a lot of discussions like within my degree at the moment because mm. a lot of the research coming out now is like, well, if you've trained at any form in your life, you would realize that this research is like full of shit. Like, yeah. have you heard of like the rest redistrib- uh, redistribution ratio? No. So it's kind of like a cluster set, except the researchers were like, instead of having the rest like a little bit in the middle and then a lot at the end, yeah. they'll put just like a little bits in the middle and then take away the end one. And oh. then it's like, well, then that's just like less rest yeah it's not and it's like if you had picked up a heavy weight you would be like there's no fucking way yeah. i'm minimizing my yeah. rest so it just doesn't make yeah sense. some people don't really practice what they preach at all and it yeah it's obvious you know although we were having a discussion as well it's like do you think that we should like enforce people to do some sort of sport to like get exercise science degrees or anything like that i mean i think so no i don't know how you really regulate that yeah i wouldn't know either see that through unless you built it into the degree i know yeah probably yeah but then i wonder if like but like, then that's not fair. Imagine yeah. if someone was disabled. Yeah, I know. That's what I was about to say. Like, like that's really unfair. Actually, no. Now I feel really mean <laughs> for saying that I'm going to get a cancer. No, you're not. No, it's. I think it's a worthy discussion because obviously, like, you could have a situation like that. It's like, well, that could have been solved if you had done anything in your yeah. life. But then you do miss out, and I'm like chronically injured, so I haven't been yeah, able to do anything for so point. long. So I'm like, well, I don't know if I would have. Well, as long as you're just actively joined. interested, just be really actively <laughs> interested, even if you don't physically do it, yeah. just have a real enthusiasm. I know, just be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you, yeah, maybe like how you spend time in gyms and see people. I don't yeah. know, see other people suffer actively <laughs> rather than just like typing and researching, a hundred percent. I want to go back to, you said that you've got the women's program and stuff going on right now. Tell me about the birth of that, how that's going and everything. Um, So I run my women's program, or Ursus's women's program, with 
another female coach called Kirstine. Um, she's hilarious and so knowledgeable and wonderful. She used to run a women's only gym in Dubai. Um, she She's from Hong Kong, so she came back to Hong Kong and started working here again. And she came to Ursus and we were just having a chat and we, you know, think, talking about training and stuff. And she said, why don't you and I run a women's program? I was like, yeah, why don't we? Because uh, yeah. there's, you know, sometimes in, in fitness, I find it hard to find other female coaches, especially ones that are like into strength and things like that. So having someone else be with me and we, you know, we collaborate on the programming and I think we're actually really good at complementing each other in our coaching ability and things like that. So yeah, we, we decided to run a women's program. I actually realized uh, earlier today that it's been almost a year since we started it. So we do it in six week cycles mm-hmm. and we usually have like one or two weeks break, six week cycle. Yeah. So we've been doing it consistently for almost a year now because awesome. we started last June. Okay. Um, and I love it. Yeah. I love it. I think all the women, it's like a really positive environment. There's all levels of ability. There's no judgment. It's, That's great. you know, no one has to walk into the room and be like, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't actually know how to work that clip on that bar. Yeah. How much does that bar weigh? I don't have a bar. Like everyone's very sweet and friendly. And we kind of not only coach them in terms of obviously like strength training and things like that and we make them fitter by making them do gross assault bike things and stuff we also coach them in like this is a 10 kilo barbell this is this like now they all know like how to change the weights how to put stuff away what's this what's that like i said to some of them the other day how many of you would just walk into a gym now and kind of know what you're doing and be confident and a, a whole bunch of them were like yeah, I would, I would. I was like, yeah. great. Like, there's no judgment, but lots of people, like when I go to other gyms or when I was recently away in Thailand, the amount of people I see just walk into the gym, hit start on the treadmill and just walk, because because they are uncomfortable. They don't know how to work anything else. They don't know what to do. They have a fear of being judged. And I just want to grab them and be like, I want to help you. Like, you don't, yeah. there's nothing wrong with treadmills. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot of other things you could do. So it made me happy to think we're also helping them build their confidence and their knowledge with being in a gym themselves so that when they do when they are alone like you kind of want to help people help help people be autonomous right i want them to be able to work out by themselves and know what they're doing so that was i like it when when i feel like they're gaining you know well it is it's like a direct like yeah it's a direct recognition of like success in that regard yeah like my my goal is obviously we give like dietary guidelines and uh, we have this thing where we have like habit builders so usually over the six weeks we start with like week one has x habit like for example don't drink over four units of alcohol a week yeah. which is like two glasses of wine right yeah. then habit two will be cook at home x times a week and the 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 idea is is that each week you keep hold of the habit from before so by the end you've got all these habits like i take ten thousand steps a day i get eight hours sleep i cook at home i only drink so they don't have to obviously follow but we're trying to you know promote a healthy lifestyle i don't want it all to be about you know women only trying to get skinny and men trying to get strong like that stuff makes me want to shoot myself (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know i'm right there with you that stuff so yeah I get it that lots of people would like a bit of weight loss and fat loss as well as other things. That's like human nature, right? Most people yeah. want to look good and feel good about themselves. Yeah. But this is not the only reason that women train. And yeah. we need to step away from that big time. I think so, massively. I'm trying to think of like 
Yeah, I don't want to hate on Pilates or anything, but I'm like, you can do that <laughs> alongside weight training uh-huh. and you won't get huge. That's uh-huh. not a thing. I know. Lots of people still think like you'll get massive. Yeah. Like we don't have the same hormonal profile as men. You'd have to eat loads. You'd have to do loads and loads of weights. Like I often get comments like your arms are too big. And I'm like, okay, well, don't worry. You don't yeah, train like me. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I literally train arms like three times a week because I love it. I love being able to do pull-ups. I love, you know, all of it. So I just think uh, it'll only get that way if you really actively yeah. want it to yeah. get that way, you know? Yeah, I like I've never done like a proper dedicated hypertrophy and things like that. I just kind of like actively train three or four times a week. Straight. Yeah. And so I'm like, I've been trying to get big for years yeah, and I'm like tiny. It's fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> if fine. you're going to like casually, I just and don't want you know, that. Some people want to get big and that's cool as well, yeah, you know? Absolutely. That's, that's okay. 100%. I think strength training is applicable to everything. Like even people who like long distance running. Yeah. A hundred. It's applicable to that. You don't, it doesn't mean you have to get them to do a one rep max back squat. But I think strength training, yeah. everyone needs a bit of that in their life, especially women. Like, you know, things like osteoporosis, like it helps with bone density, yeah. like loads of things later in life through menopause. I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't, I don't have, I don't have yeah. much like experience with menopause or women and stuff. But yeah, I can't see any downfall in strength training. No, I don't either. I like, yeah, I think my professor at the moment is kind of seen as like the father of, or like he's the god child of like the father of strength training like oh, the really? two really big people who like have written all the textbooks oh really who like founded the uk sca and stuff like that oh, so wow. i feel like i've been like it's almost propaganda towards strength training but i yeah. really like i'm buying it i'm like there's <laughs> no, i don't see a downside yeah for I anyone agree. Like, if you're in the Olympics doing long-distance running, they're strength training, yeah, of too. Course, of course, Exactly like you said. It's probably, you know, different to yeah. someone who's a rugby player. But yeah. yeah. still, they're doing their own, like, their own version of strength training. Exactly. I think it's kind of, like, comes back to that age-old, I think, fitness thing. It's like, it depends. Yeah, it depends. of course. Just everybody. All it depends. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about the best and worst things about owning a gym in Hong Kong. Okay. Well, I think I'm ambitious and I'm extremely proud of the product that I've built don't get me wrong it's not perfect but a lot of blood sweat and tears has gone into that gym it's like my child so I'm very proud of owning Ursus I'm very proud of what it provides to people Um, I think it has created a great community for people it's made lots of people I know enjoy training Um, I've found friends for life there, both through, you know, other coaches who work there or have worked there in the past, um, through, you know, the members. So, yeah, that's the main thing for me is that it provides happiness to people. People like training. The thing that I've wanted to push out, like, please enjoy training, make it a part of your life, things like that, has worked. The things that I don't really like, <laughs> now to the bad side. Um, the things that I don't really like, I like classic trainer things. Like, who really wants to wake up before 5am? Not me. Luckily, I am a morning person, so oh I'm always, God. like, dancing around in the morning. I'm very upbeat. Like, I obviously really love my job, and I love I love Ursus, right? It's, like, my home. Um, but, yeah, no one naturally wakes up before 5, and no one is like, yay! I'm glad that you said that, because I feel like some morning people are like, no, 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 it's completely natural. This no, is like, And not. I'm like, no, fuck no, off. This it's is not. not. It's not Nobody natural. Wants not to. before 5. I like, used to teach at 4.15am. Oh, my and God. And I was like, dirty. 
Ugh. And those clients probably hated me. I was yeah. like probably just a pain in the ass. <laughs> There's no way I was chirpy at that time. <laughs> I think I'm still quite chirpy, but yeah. I don't like waking up early and it's not a bad thing, but I didn't realise how difficult it was how difficult it was to manage people because obviously yeah. it's my gym, right? So I manage it too. That that provided I mean obviously I'm years into it now, but at the beginning I was like, Oh wow, this is actually quite tough. Like everyone's got their own little personality, everyone's got their you know, so um yeah. Learning process. How would you say your management style has changed from like the start of Ursus? Well, at the start of us, there was only Gary and I, literally working like dogs. Um, And then eventually, as we got more money and we built like our clientele and stuff like that, we eventually got more and more people. Um, I think I am too friendly with them. That's probably not a bad thing. I am too friendly with most of the people that work at us. However, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because, you know, we all work with each other. I mean you know pt hours are long right there sometimes i'm in there for like 12 to 14 hours we all i just think we all get along really well so i kind of want to be their friend i don't want to be seen as like their boss who's a dick like you know so it probably depends on who you're hiring as well because i would imagine like if you're a really nice person and then you have someone who's a dickhead come in yeah. and they kind of walk over you and you're like, well, I'm being yeah. nice. But yeah. then how do you tell that in like a 20 minute interview or whatever? Like, Well, you make mistakes sometimes. Yeah. You make mistakes sometimes. And the thing that I've learned as I've gone on and gotten older and more experience is when you know it's wrong, cut it then. Mm. Just cut it then. There's no point. Like, And it's not even like a personal thing. Like sometimes as well, things get taken personally. It's just it's just not the right fit yeah it's just not the right fit and that's okay to say but yeah rather than being like oh it might be like this or this might just cut it even if it's hard just cut it then yeah yeah Yeah, it's kind of like you're avoiding discomfort in the present and you don't want to like and you think it's just prolonging it though Mm. it's just prolonging it so then you're stressed about doing it and you have to Mm -hmm. do it yeah so yeah that that's kind of what i would say but in general i just like having a nice time with everyone i just want to be their friends and i want them to enjoy working there's nothing worse than if you think someone hates their job i would hate that if i thought someone who worked at us has hated their job Mm. i don't think any of them do i think they all yeah i think they all like it i mean if it's a fun environment and like we get to train all the clients are super fun like i think it's a really positive place to be yeah do you think that you have to put out a vibe to attract a certain type of client or do you think that that just or do you just kind of get that weird mix of people like do you know what we actually do get quite a mix of people which i like because it should be for everyone everything is scalable like it doesn't mean you know some people say to me god ursus is so intimidating it's just full of like really fit 25 to 30 I'm like, no it's not yeah there are a bunch of 50 year old people in my class not that that's old sorry yeah <laughs> there were a bunch of like 50 year old people in my yeah. class this morning and there are also 25 year olds like and everything is scalable so yeah we do we do have a real mix of people actually mm. which yeah i love yeah. but it's also because they we're quite good at we haven't really well we haven't done any like paid marketing or advertising so it's all word of mouth. So obviously certain people are telling their friends of a similar age and demographic and then the other people are telling their friends of, an, of a different age and demographic and then they will kind of bring their friends. And, yeah. you know, we have like kids that come and do boxing, like not the fitness stuff, but they do boxing yeah. and stuff like that. So there is, there's a real mix. I think the youngest person that comes is like five 
and there's like a 60 something year old that comes so there's a there's a real wide range of yeah. abilities and levels and ages and yeah just sticking on the kids topic for a second because mm. I know you said you got a couple of qualifications in that yeah I think that strength training for kids should be like mandated like oh I agree and so I just wanted to know what your thoughts are because I was having a conversation with another strength coach the other day and he was like oh and I was like why oh no I think it's I think it's really obviously you're not gonna like load up a kid with like yeah. loads and loads of weight but I think it's great for kids I've I've PT'd I've never run group classes because I think it would be that's a lot to manage. It's, a re- it's really hard to manage, especially depend and it depends on the behavior of the children. Like I've run little kids classes before; they're like three to five years old, and some of them are very obedient, and Mad some of them are like swinging <laughs> off something. I'm like, oh my god, that kid's gonna die! Yeah. Like, so I think it depends on the behavior of the children mm-hmm. and who's accompanying them. But I think I've I've PT'd like kids that range from like six to ten years old. And I saw a huge improvement in what they could do. Huge improvement. And you don't have to load them up with loads of weight. like, Or you can, but not loads, right? Yeah. So Relatively loads. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was great for them. I thought it was yeah. amazing for them. I think it would, you know, sometimes I see things on Instagram of schools in America now and their PE lessons. Um, I think they've all got, like, S&C facilities. Even, even some of the schools here, like... Oh, really? Yeah, some of the schools here, I see their... I don't know how much it's mandated, yeah. but I see the gyms in there. So I had, like, a bench and a, a stinky sports hall for, yeah. for, for the sports facilities at my school. If yeah. I had had the stuff here, some of them have, like, out, like incredible sports facilities. Like, I would have loved it as a kid. I would have absolutely loved it. Yeah. No, I think so as well. And I think there was like this really cool paper that came out. It was like the kids who do like strength training before like nine or like before mm. puberty kind of thing. They do better as adults. Like oh, in I'm sporting sure. yeah. and stuff. I'm sure. So it's like, well, Hong Kong could keep up with like elite sporting people if we like. I know. Made I know, it when we were younger. Okay, I'm going to jump back again. Okay. So we talked a little bit about how your management style changed, but yeah. how do you think you as a person changed over like, yeah, go for it. Sorry. Have a drink. No, 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 that's okay. <laughs> I might grab my water out as well, actually. How do you think, like, you as a person has changed? What, since, since owning Ursus? Yeah. Um, well, quite a lot. I was 25 when Ursus opened, so I was really young. I was young to own a business and start a business. Um, everything about me has kind of changed. I changed how I trained halfway through, like, what I did. I had a really bad, like, I had a bad back injury halfway through, so that that kind of... I, I, I think essentially Ursus has made me really grow up, yeah. really grow up. Like I think you can kind of live in that, that kind of 20s phase for a long time. I went from like going out and having loads of fun to being like, no, I have loads of responsibilities now and I have to wake up before five and I can't actually go out drinking and I have to like behave and yeah. do this and do that. So I think it made me focus a lot more on what I wanted. Like I said, I feel like I'm quite ambitious. I really wanted my gym to work. I really wanted to, you know, I'm, I'm really passionate about it. So I wanted to get that across. I wanted to prove myself, especially as a woman. I felt like I had to prove myself. I felt like I couldn't fail. So yeah, I think at the beginning, you know, just beforehand, got to Hong Kong. We had been in Hong Kong for probably a year and a half to two years. Oh, so it was actually that soon after. Yeah, wow, only had been okay. here for like a year and a half to two years. So I had loads of fun and then was like, right, I need yeah. to like focus um and yes yeah, since i've i've kind of changed a lot in terms of you know everyone oh, i don't know how old you are but 23 
23? Yeah, oh, 23. You're so young. <laughs> wow. Okay, well... I got I've two changed, years before I yeah. started my business. <laughs> I've changed a lot since, since then. I'm 31 now. So, yeah, I think in terms of my focus, how I train, how I coach people, how I manage, like... I'm talking like I'm really old. I'm not. But you do, like, change through yeah. life experience and certain things happen. And, it, you know, it's very, uh, like character building and you go through times of personal growth and things like that um obviously my my business has evolved and grown and changed a lot as well so you got to go with the times right so i think yeah the way that we train at Ursus is very different now the way that i train myself is very different now a bit more for longevity rather than like trying to pick up 120 kilo atlas stones on repeat and stuff like that <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I think back, oh my God. Um, I was going to say the grazes, I'm just imagining oh my God, like my, all over. I'm so covered oh. in bruises, scratches everywhere. I mean, it was fun, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah, different now. Different now for sure. I think just a lot more, just a lot more focused. Probably a lot more, like a lot calmer as well. Not so like mm-hmm. frantic and like worried yeah. about, oh my God, and this needs to be like that. And I'm just like, oh man, it's chill. Just like, I don't know whether this is a good thing or not, or whether it makes me sound really cocky, but I just kind of think everything will be all right. Yeah, it'll be all right. Oh, Fuck that's it. not cocky at all. Well, I feel like it sounds like I'm no cocky, but I just think, oh, yeah, it'll be okay. Don't worry about it. I think it's like a testament to how much like work you've done on yourself and how much like you've just grown. If you're able to be like, yeah, no, it's okay. It's yeah. not the end of the world. Yeah, I'm not gonna like explode. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like yeah, I'm just. I think I say it in every episode. I'm such an anxious person, so I love hearing about how like people like yeah i mean to be fair i think that most people nowadays have elements of like anxiety and stress and things like that i don't i think and i i feel for people that feel like they're kind of low-key have that all the time Mm. i feel like mine kind of comes up when i have things where i'm like yeah like situation yeah yeah um but i still feel it like yeah and obviously owning a business can cause you a lot of stress however all the good it brings me completely outweighs any of that. I do want to come back to what you said about being a woman and owning a business. But I want to talk a little bit about first, just on that note, like have you ever had like a sleepless night and stuff like that? Managing your business. Like can you think of like a particular instance where you're like, oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Countless, 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 countless. Obviously Ursus is known for its COVID cluster last year. Oh, Um, of course. Yeah. Of course. So, I probably didn't sleep for about three weeks then. Like, it's really stressful. Really, yeah. really stressful. You know, people can be really quite unkind and yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know. I Yeah. For people outside of Hong Kong, would you mind explaining that situation a little bit? Or if yes, you don't want to talk about that? So in Hong Kong, everyone is fucking mental. And we... Yeah, someone came to our gym with COVID. We all got COVID because it's very, very infectious. And unfortunately, our gym is really popular and lots of people from all walks of life, like bankers and things like that, all got it. And then their colleagues got it. So it grew and grew and grew. And then we all got put in Penny Bay or North Lantau Hospital, a whole bunch of us. Um, yeah, that, that obviously was super stressful for me. Yeah. Um, and it sucks because I feel like in any other place or any other situation, that wouldn't necessarily have not. been as stressful. It's COVID. Yeah. Like, I know places in the UK where, like, it's happened. Like, like it's just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. 
just yeah yeah unfortunately it's just life so yeah that was obviously really hard for me and a business uh, and as a business and stuff like that it was really difficult um but like I said you grow you adapt things like that when I feel like I'm being knocked down or something like it just puts like fire in my belly and I just think oh fuck you I will come back so much bigger and stronger so yeah I was wounded but it definitely things like that don't keep me down if anything yeah. it makes me just go watch me yeah, yeah. you just watch you just watch yeah. so I yeah I love that yeah <laughs> do you think that that can be taught I don't think it can um maybe not yeah. maybe not I feel like it's a part of me that's always yeah. kind of been that way I feel like you either have that kind of like fire or you don't yeah I really do though yeah. really do but again it doesn't mean that I don't feel the same pain or I yeah. don't you know I still felt very wounded and like oh god like I'm really gonna have to like dig deep here to like get myself out of this but I also am very fortunate I have loads of people who are around me who are super supportive like our members were really lovely like people made t-shirts like saying like Ursa strong things like that like everyone was really supportive the everyone who works at Ursus was amazing friends family everyone is amazing so if everyone kind of I'm I'm very fortunate I have a lot of people around me who help pick you up as well you know how do you balance that between having like a bunch of people around you who you trust and make you feel safe but then also having people that trust you enough to be like okay but that was a stupid idea or do you get what I'm saying yeah I do I feel like well I feel like my family is super blunt okay just be like what are you doing or like no don't do that you can't do that you can't say that so I feel like I really do trust my family a lot and they pretty much they would ground you and stuff like that oh yeah 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 yeah. very quickly as well I'd be like oh it's happened I'm like oh okay right I I won't do that that's fine (laughs) I never even thought that was a good idea in the first place yeah they're they're there to to kind of let me know I love that yeah my family's the same way I feel like really quickly I would be like oh okay fine oh don't soften the blow or anything don't sugarcoat it like mind you I yell back just as much oh really I'm quite timid when it comes to my family oh really yeah, oh, I don't know no. why I am, but yeah, I am. I think we're just like a them. bunch of stubborn people. We just like <laughs> probably yell more with them than I do with anyone. My sister just got home from uni the other day, and she was like, "I swear, I don't yell at people every day. It's when I come home to you guys, <laughs> and this is just like the constant state of my persona." Because <laughs> you're Italians, that's yeah, why. <laughs> probably that loud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Coming back to being a woman and Mm. owning a gym you said you felt like you had to prove yourself yeah massively yeah and talk to me about that well and I don't want to sound like man hating because I'm really really not it's just the way it's so silly that you even have to say I know I know but then like Mm -hmm. I'm not man hating but I've had to earn the respect that my male counterparts were just handed on a plate you know yeah. and especially because when Ursus first opened it was very much towards the strong man side of things like strength things and people look at you and go oh, yeah but that she's the woman what's the guy saying did it, like you it is very different even in terms of being a PT PTs like female PTs kind of just get given all the female clients or the I and mean, I have no problem with that I love training women I have loads of female clients but the guys get their pick you know like you don't not many men want to train with a woman and I think that's a shame because you're missing out you're missing out I have a yeah. lot of knowledge and I know what I'm talking about and I know what I'm doing but yeah I do think it's hard and 
it's not only hard because of what clients or other people may think it's also hard because when you're in a room with other men and you're trying to talk about ideas and putting your vote forward I feel like sometimes particularly in the past not so much now because I've learned and I've learned to just stand my ground and be like um no but in the past you kind of go all right then because you feel like well they've all decided and you, you know it's, yeah. I just think it's a bit difficult and I think I've had to just earn the respect and and I think I do have it now especially in terms of like the members at my gym and things like that but I also think why shouldn't I yeah. I you know I write our programming I train really hard I practice what I preach like you can't deny any of it it's not like I would you know I don't make them do things that I wouldn't do myself and stuff like that so I think well we probably all should have a mutual respect for each other so yeah, yeah. I think it's just a shame that that's the way it is still and it still is like that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it, if you've created an environment where, like, you have earned the respect and, like, people look to you for as, like, the expert, then I think that's amazing. Yeah. But I was going to say, I think in other situations, I feel like it still happens. Yeah. Do you have, like, a few instances that you're thinking of where you're like, well, um, that was stupid and because... I'm I think a lot of people just assume that because my business partner is a guy that he does everything and it's not true or you know he's in charge of certain things and I you know that kind of annoys me a bit sometimes um sometimes again this hasn't happened for a long time because like I said I feel like I've I feel like I've earned their respect but they kind of want me to just they'll like ask the male coaches or you know is my form good and then they'll just kind of I remember one guy clicking at me once and going like get me that and I was like oh my god I'm going to lose my shit like he's what did you do I was like I was not say his name I was was just like listen do not do not talk to me like that like clicking at me I was like come on man like I'm also really helpful like I'm really kind I'll always be like you know in the classes like what do you want you want me to go get you a 10 cool I'll do it but there's a way that you ask right I was just like you wouldn't click at the the male coaches like that because they tell you to fuck off so I was like, no, no, don't don't speak to me like that. Did he back up at all, or did he kind of stand his ground and not? No, he did. He did. Okay. He, he was like, oh, okay. Well, what? Is- I know. I, I know. don't have nice words for that. Situation. I know. I was like, ugh, gross. But yeah, luckily those things actually don't happen to me. Yeah. At Ursus, because I think they all know what's up. So yeah. <laughs> I heard really good advice before, particularly like training team sports athletes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they were like, if you just yell loud enough like mid squat and something like just yell a cue or something like nobody's turning around to be like who said that yeah, like yeah. it's just like coach voice I'll listen yeah but yeah that doesn't always doesn't always not always a situation where that works but yeah yeah I don't think it's like a nice feeling to live with though that you have to prove yourself no it's not yeah it's really not and maybe that's why you know I got really into strongman and things mm. like that and did some competitions and thought I'll prove myself I'll yeah. do really well and then none of you can fucking say a thing you know I don't want to sound like I've got a chip on my shoulder, but... No, I mean, I think it would be a well, like... It would be an appropriate chip if you did have one, like... (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Is that, like, one of the main reasons that you decided to compete then? Um, No, it was because I was quite good at it. And I just thought, everyone likes a goal, right? That's kind of one of the things that's really bothered me during this whole COVID thing, is that beforehand, I would always compete in something at least once a year. Just something. I love having something to do. And there's not really many local competitions in Hong Kong where you can do things like that. I'm not really into the CrossFit 
per se. Like, I love elements of CrossFit, but, like, I can't really do gymnastics. Yeah. So, um, and also there's just some parts of it that I'm not, I don't really agree with. Like, Ursus is part of, you know, partly kind of that, but it's very much broken down. Like, the strength stuff isn't really done, like, four time or, like, 30 snatches in a, like, barbell snatches in a row and things like yeah. that. So, yeah, there's not really a lot, unfortunately, there's not really a lot in Hong Kong to do. So, like, before, I, I recently went on holiday for a little bit. Before that, the last thing I did was I went and competed with one of the guys that used to work at Ursus as well in, like, a team competition. Oh, cool. And I love stuff like that. They have th amazing things in the UK called, like, turf games, national fitness games. Like, amazing, like... I'd love to do high rocks as well, though I'd be awful because I'm shit at running. <laughs> but all these kind of competitions, I would love to do them. But unfortunately, Asia just, like, isn't... Unless you like powerlifting, which yeah. I'm just... I respect yeah. it, but I don't really like training for, like, one rep maxes. Like I said, I my back is, like, broken, so I can't yeah. really do, like, one rep maxes anymore. What um, was your training like around that time that you hurt yourself? Because I know you said you changed how yeah, you trained. Yeah, well, I was doing loads of strongman stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, like competing in places like America and Oz and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously I really badly hurt my back and like uh, I have um, one of my discs is split and the other one is torn, like one of them's out, one of them's torn. Um, and my physio is like, you know, you won't be able to do this stuff again. Like you can't do like really heavy one rep max deadlifts and stuff. And to be honest with you, I think I was kind of done at that point anyway. Like okay. I'd done it for a few years and I just thought, I'm not hating on strongman yeah. at all, but I just, the longevity of it for me, just, it doesn't really add up. Like I was young and I had like all these elbow pains, like in my joints and my mm. fingers were constantly like fucked from the Atlas stones. Mm. I also, I was really, really strong, but I wasn't that fit. And I was like, I just want to be fit as well. And then I completely changed my style of training. And you know, I still, I still love strength training. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I do it all the time, but added a lot more of like a fitness element into it as well, because who doesn't want to be fit? I don't want to, you know, if you live, I used to live in a sixth floor walk, yeah, you don't want to be like <gasps> gassed at the top, yeah. right? So yeah, I just changed the way I trained. For a while I had to like really take a step back and yeah. you know, I did things like walking and, and you know, very slow assault bike things, like very well sat up and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I just had to train, change the way that I trained a lot. and. I think it's actually done me the world of good. Like I said, I love I love being strong and fit. I'm like a jack of all trades. Like yeah. I could kind of still do a bit of strongman stuff. I could still like unless you do like loads of handstand walks, I can still pretty much do CrossFit. Like yeah. all these things, but I'm like master of none. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I think like Olympic lifting as well. Like I just want to be like decent at most things. Yeah. I think wait, you competed in Olympic lifting as well, didn't you? Yeah. 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 How was that? I liked it yeah. I really liked it I mean I'm always slightly nervous because I'm going my one rep max isn't really my one rep max because of like obviously it, like my back and stuff like yeah. that but I really really enjoyed it I just love having something to focus on yeah yeah no I think you should train some train for something yeah like as much like as I said can. I would love to do one of those competitions that yeah. are in the UK and stuff but Hong Kong would you like set a time for a couple years in the future maybe what, and then to, to like go, go over and, and compete the, yeah I'd love to like I'd, I'd love to try and get over this summer, but I just don't think I can. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah I'd love to just even if it was last minute I'd just give any of it a go I just love the experience mm. and it's nice being around like so many like-minded of course people. like it's really it's like a really positive experience those kind yeah. of things like especially when they're done in teams I love team stuff because it's so fun yeah. uh, especially if you like love all the other people on your team like it's a really good experience so yeah I'd love to do that and hopefully I don't know can someone just come to Hong Kong and just start one up yeah. I'll help them you could. What if you did one at Ursus? Like, ran one out of there? Maybe. Why not? Mm, that'd be mm. cool. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Coming. It's summer 2023. Yeah. Why not? That would yeah. be good. I like that kind of stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, functional fitness stuff. Mm. Like, really tough. But, you know, yeah. most people can still do it, you know? I was just going to ask you something that popped into my head because I realized I made a comment about Pilates earlier, which I don't have an issue with. <laughs> Do you think that we kind of like perpetuate the, I don't want to say like feminine is bad because I don't want to associate strength yeah. training with being masculine, yeah. but like obviously if we both really love strength training and yeah. stuff like that, do you think we kind of perpetuate that by going towards that side of things rather than being... Um, what, like feminine is bad? Yeah, because I'm... Um, yeah, I don't know how to phrase it in like a... I... I don't think that I think because lots of my clients do stuff like Pilates and stuff and I'm like yeah cool I do think that there is a place for strength training for everyone and I think I love it so much because I'm quite intense yeah I'm quite intense and I like things to be hard I'm not very good at like my rest days I sometimes have to be like all like days where I'm trying to do recovery taped to the bed yeah or like have to watch my heart rate and be like stop slow down you're supposed to be recovering like your heart rate is supposed to be at like 130 not like 160 like just chill the fuck out yeah. so i have to like i also forget sometimes that i'm super intense and that other people aren't like that and yeah. like people people want to exercise where they're not dead right yeah. um so yeah i i just i'm quite intense yeah but i think yeah maybe maybe we do kind of embody the thing like but i think that that women would enjoy training so much more I if they so. did like the strength stuff as well and they'd probably get better results and they do better like, in Pilates all of their other if sports if you just do yoga you gotta do strong you stuff gotta too do, yeah cool do yoga I do yoga sometimes like, it's yeah. a new thing to be honest <laughs> but I actually quite like it but yeah. if you just do that then you don't really get any stronger and you don't really get any leaner I always think about it like long term. Like I'm like power is protective against falls and stuff mm, when you're older. Mm-hmm. Strength Agreed. is protective against uh-huh. everything that we discussed earlier. Like exactly. And like, obviously muscle mass like diminishes a lot as you get older. Wouldn't you rather start from like a much higher level than yeah. like you know a pretty average or low level where like it's then just on the floor by the time you're i don't know how like 60 or something i'd much rather be like jacked in 60 yeah no i'm right there with you i think because i've spent like the last three years being kind of frail and stuff and i'm like i don't want to be like that when i'm older so i'll do anything to combat it yeah (laughs) but i think you're right i forget that other people don't think that way yeah and i'm like no i yeah i can't do it i want to kind of talk about adversity and stuff now so i was gonna say what's your greatest adversity and to me being in a hospital in russia would be a very big adversity yeah that's true (laughs) um i think i've had a few so obviously the the one in russia that was really tough because i was young and i was alone uh the covid thing involving my business that was really tough for me as well and I think, unfortunately, these uh, the COVID thing and what I'm about to say all happened roughly around the same time. Um, it's also when I kind of I had to tell everyone that I'm close with that I was dating my now girlfriend, which was a big surprise. 
to a lot of people because prior to that I'd only ever had boyfriends so that was quite a big thing for me to do and I don't want to say it was like adverse in the sense that anyone was horrible to me yeah everyone was really nice to me but it's still a really tough thing to do a really tough thing to do because especially if something's been in the back of your mind for a long time and you've kept it quiet and you've really tried to just be like oh no it doesn't matter doesn't matter doesn't matter and then you're just like fuck I've got no choice like this is gonna break me if I don't do this yeah and Hong Kong is a really small place and the expat community especially the like the fitness community as well is small and People talk, man. Like, like I said, no one was like horrible to me, but we all know when we walked into a room and realized everyone stopped talking about us. You know that yeah. kind of vibe. So I think that that's probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But I think it has shaped me and changed me for the good. And I just I feel like a different person now. I feel like yeah, I feel like I kind of get myself a bit more and I'm I don't want to sound really cliche and cringe but but yeah I think that was the toughest thing I've ever done and the best thing I've ever done yeah yeah I love that so much there's a few things I want to say about it um okay so this is just more to everybody else not necessarily to you but like I think there's like a go-to reaction of people to prove like that they're not homophobic now by being like oh you're gay or like or you're queer yeah and they'll be like oh so what it's like what do you mean so what this was like so hard I know and I feel like that's just a terrible first reaction I agree or people just kind of go well no one was mean to you about it and it's like yeah that that doesn't really matter because first of all I shouldn't be grateful that you weren't mean to me uh, about yeah, that's it. That's the like, bare minimum. That's the bare minimum, exactly. And second of all, it's, it's really hard, I think, for people to understand unless you've gone through something like this. But it's a huge identity crisis. Massive. Huge. I was just like, what the fuck? Who am I? Like, how long have I thought like this? What has been taken away from me? Because perhaps I wasn't brave enough to say certain things when I was younger. You know, nowadays... Not saying that it's, again, not saying that it's easy for anyone nowadays or like younger generations to come out as gay, bi, trans, whatever. But like, I I don't know. I just think that like some of the stuff you see on TV now is really different to what I saw on TV as a child or even hearing a podcast like this. Perhaps if I'd heard this two years ago, I would have felt a bit more like, oh, right oh okay well she managed to do it so maybe i you know it's it's those kind of things where you if you don't really have access to those things it can be really difficult and a really really lonely place and i say this from someone who has a lot of friends and family it can make you go real small and real quiet and it can be really fucking lonely and i i'm sure there are many many people out there who are still quiet about things and I just feel really bad for them and I'm you know I'm kind of proud of myself that I did manage to to just finally be like no this is actually what I want or like yeah. you know because it can you be should hard. be proud of yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. let's take a moment yeah. <laughs> definitely no it is so hard and yeah. it, like hearing you talk about it just makes me think of like the don't say gay and stuff like that oh my god it makes me feel sick <laughs> yeah I don't like yeah, I feel awful. a pit it's in awful. my stomach. I know, I know, it's, it's like, awful. And then there's all these stories of like kids who were raised in like conservative households, and then they go to school and like their teacher is queer, and then they're like, oh, I like didn't I was told that you were something different, and it's like, well, if you don't see us and you don't talk about oh. us, then we don't exist. It's actually terrifying. Yeah. it's terrifying. It's really frightening, and 
I don't think Hong Kong is like the most welcoming place. So you definitely no, should be proud of yourself. Definitely not. I mean, you know, you still can't get married here if you're gay. Yeah. You can't have IVF here unless you're married to a man. Like even single women can't yeah. can't have it, which to me is just who cares? Yeah, I have some who cares? Somebody like, who's trying to freeze her eggs and they're like they won't do it unless her husband uh-huh. approves and it's like I know, I know, terrifying. Okay. <laughs> I mean to be fair, actually my girlfriend and I we don't get like any trouble. Yeah. Um I don't know if that's because we don't really go out drinking in LKF and things like that. Like I don't know if that's more where you're likely to, to get trouble. I don't yeah. know. But we've had like two comments and even then it's more just like, to be honest with you, guys being pervy. It's no one being like uh, gross it's more like yeah yeah, yeah. guys being gross and pervy yeah. basically but very <laughs> very 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 rarely not fun. yeah no, very rarely whereas i don't know what it's like elsewhere in the world i also think it's unfortunate for other people but because my girlfriend and i look very feminine i feel like we don't get as much stick whereas perhaps if i were to look more stereotypical then maybe i would yeah. which to me is really sad but yeah we both look yeah. really feminine I don't think anyone thinks we're together until they actually see something that like, confirms that. Like, <laughs> if we kiss, then they're like, oh, have wow. You, have you ever been asked, like, are you sisters and stuff like that? Please. Say. Well, she's mixed race. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which, obviously, I can still be her sister, yeah. but no. You think you look different enough that we it would be real like... real different. Yeah. She's, like, short with... Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, I just, like... I think of, like, the history books and stuff that have changed, like, people go back and, like, change, like, what actually happened. I don't know if you've seen this, but they're no. like, oh, this person lived, like, these two guys, they lived together, and they were the best housemates ever. And it's like, is that what was happening? Yeah, I know. Like, no, just so much erasure. Yeah. I know, I know. But, yeah, no, no yeah. one uh, confuses us with sisters. No. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> do you have, like, a label that you call yourself, or do you just prefer, like, no label? Um, I think it's still difficult because yeah. I obviously have been with men. I have loved men. Yeah. I have been with women. Like, so I don't really like to kind of label it. Yeah. I think I just kind of leave it as like, it is what it is. Maybe yeah. I'll change my mind. Um, but for right now, I feel like, I mean, yeah, it's it's not been like years and years and years. It's yeah. like maybe two, like 18 months. So yeah I think for now I just kind of yeah I just kind of I love who I love yeah and I think that's the nicest way to see it I think so but yeah some people you know prefer things like queer or you know gay bi whatever yeah yeah Straight. sorry I'm just saying those things because they're comfortable for me so I like to call myself queer or bi yeah, or whatever works but lots like, of people prefer that yeah I kind of feel being in Hong Kong that like I don't want to say missed out on a lot of the stuff, but like I wish there was like massive pride things and stuff. Oh, as I know. Were. I went to the like most amazing pride um, pride day like festival in Berlin. It was so fun. It was amazing. Everyone got like dildos stuck on their heads. It was great. Um, but yeah, in Hong Kong, it is. I think it's really quite rubbish, and I think there's actually a lot way more gay men than there are women. So I think, think gay, so? yeah, I think gay men have a lot more like place to go and a bit more of a community. Um, I mean, I think I would love somewhere like London because I think you'd be like, oh, cool, like no one gives a shit and everyone's just kind of doing their own thing yeah. and there's loads of places to go and things like that. I mean, I, yeah, I think Hong Kong is, it's not the best for like diversity or like culture in that sense is it yeah i don't think so anyway no, i think it's quite conservative it's like, really conservative yeah yeah 
unfortunately i mean i would love it if it wasn't but yeah i feel like it could do a lot of things like uh-huh. really well uh-huh. it's sad it is sad it's sad and it kind of worries me long term about being here because you feel like someone's some you feel like you're you're living in a place i, I don't know i feel like i'm being weak in a way because i live somewhere that doesn't accept me and what I want to yeah. do, you know? Like, it makes me sad that I have gay friends that can't get married here and they really want to get married. Like, I, I, all those things just don't sit well with me and I think, oh, man, am I being yeah. a sellout by living here? You know? Yeah. It's, well, it's hard. Sad it's I mean, like home. Yeah, I know, unfortunately. Yeah, and obviously I have a business here and yeah. stuff like that. But I also think sometimes everywhere else in the world isn't really as good either. Like, everywhere, everywhere has, like, its downfalls, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think you're a sellout. I think that's Thanks. just... <laughs> in case my opinion matters. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely not. Did you, I saw, like... So, uh, I don't remember what it was about. I think it was about, like, the visa situation, like, with same-sex couples. Yeah. And the, like, spokesperson was like, oh, we can't give this to same-sex couples because it would detract from the significance for heterosexual couples. And I was like... Oh, my God. I just want to, like, bash somebody I in know, the head. I know, I know. I just have no hopes that any of that will change anytime soon. I, yeah. I know. You just, I just think, oh, they, they won't change it. I don't they think won't. they will. And I'm like, definitely not. In terms of quarantine and stuff that I'm thinking about at the moment, I'm like, oh, maybe for summer. And I'm like, no, it's not. No. Nah, I don't nah. think it's going to happen this year, nah, honestly. Definitely not. On a happier note, <laughs> <laughs> your biggest success, would you say that that's Ursus? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Like I said, I am under no illusion that it's like this perfect paradise. But, you know, we, it looks very, the gym looks very, very different to how it looked at the beginning. Like I said, we've made money throughout, we've like developed and improved it. And I've made friends for life. I'm, I'm extremely, extremely proud of Ursus. Yeah. Really, really proud of Ursus. Do you have like a clear way that you would define success for it? Or um, elsewhere in your life as well. I mean, look, everyone needs money to eat, right? To, to live. Yeah. But I don't think I'm that money-driven. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think we all have, like, well, I have, like, you know, there's, like, a minimum amount you need to be, like, okay, you know, I'm, you know I've got shelter, I've got food. Yeah. My, my definition of success is more, like, what does my lifestyle look like? Am I happy? Data, like, you know... 98% of the day when I'm awake and doing my stuff, I've, I'm, have I got a smile on my face? Like, I also don't think it's successful if you're like, oh yeah, I've got like 14 clients a day and I drink a protein shake for 10 minutes in between one and I'm like deathly tired. Like that to me doesn't scream success. Like, so I want to have like a nice lifestyle, be happy, have good relationships, you know, have a good work-life balance of like, oh yeah, I really enjoy doing this. I have to, you know, but you know, I have to focus on like learning and developing. So I think, yeah, I don't really think about having like multiple gyms or franchises and things like that. Maybe that's something in the future, but for right now, my definition of success is my business is doing well. I'm putting food on the table for myself and, you know, for colleagues and employees and stuff like that. Everyone's happy, I'm happy we're all good yeah that's that's what i would define as success no i think that's amazing <laughs> i love that so much oh who inspires you um what someone um in, anyone in terms of fitness or oh, it could be who it could be what like just what's something that's like okay what, what makes you say feel something that really cringe and say my dad that's to start okay. with because he came from nothing and he made a real success out of himself 
I think even now he's got like the best work ethic ever. I think that's kind of where I get lots of my like passion and ambition from. Um, and then in terms of like fitness people and stuff like that, probably, uh, I don't know either of these people. Um, there's these two women who I follow that they don't know each other either. They're separate. Yeah. Um, one is called Shona Virtue. Do you know her? She's Aussie. I think I've heard of yeah, that she, name. You should yeah. follow her. She's yeah. amazing. And the other one is called Emma Story Gordon. Okay. She's uh, British. They both, they both have a lot of like integrity, and they're both very authentic. There's like sometimes with all these like fit influencers that I follow, it's all kind of a bit of bullshit, and like don't eat this food because it bloats you, like all that kind of stuff. Whereas with these two, if I could like interview them or like have a chat with them or like a, have a mentorship or something I'd love it because like I said they have a lot of integrity they're both very authentic they they kind of practice what they preach like it's like real good content and they just seem like cool people so yeah, yeah. I think if I could have a business one day that looks something like theirs theirs is all online they don't own gyms mm, okay so obviously it's kind of different yeah but I think that what they do, they do it really, really well. And I'd want someone to look at me and go, well, what she does, she does it really well. And she's <laughs> she's genuine, you know, she's passionate and she's caring. So that's what I think about those two. Yeah. So they kind of inspire me to want to be a bit more like that as well. It's So they would be the people that you would choose to have on like a podcast like oh, this? Oh, yeah, totally. And also, again, to get more exposure for women in fitness, not yeah. just like another dude. Like, I'd be like, right. I don't want to hear the door. <laughs> I don't want to hear And they're both like seriously into strength training and stuff like yeah. that. That's awesome. I love that. Competitive nature. Do yeah. I have one? Yeah. Or you were talking about that fire and that ambition, and you touched yeah. a little bit on you think the work ethic came from your dad. Um, Do you think maybe he has that same like competitive? oh yeah completely yeah. i don't think i'm as competitive as him oh okay he's really competitive yeah. <laughs> so i think that i do have a competitive nature with things that i'm good at mm, okay. so if i'm good at something i want to be really good at it if i'm not so good at something i don't really give a fuck yeah so like if it's a sport that i'm not good at or something like singing or creative yeah. like i'm really not creative at all i'm like yeah i'm awful yeah. really bad like whereas you know when i did it's human nature right when I did those strongman competitions or any competition I've done yeah I want to win like of course I want to win but not to the point where I'm like a dick about it you know but yeah human nature I've tried hard I think I've got a shot yeah I'd like to win I'd like to beat you in a really nice respectful way that represents like sportsmanship yeah. you know have you watched the f1 documentaries on Netflix? no everyone keeps oh. raving about this because i was gonna ask for your opinion because i think some of them are dickheads oh, like, really? and i'm like you can want to win and not be an asshole to yeah. everybody else like I've, I've not seen it yeah but i've heard it's very very good even for people that don't even like f1 they say it's like made them like seriously into it yeah i didn't like it at all and now i'm like what four or five really? seasons deep okay. and i'm like oh my god I should watch it. I should watch it. It's like a good, like, sporty kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Is it quite motivating as well? I don't know. As motivating as watching 22-year-olds win millions of dollars could be. I also think that, like, I sound really dumb (laughs) saying this, but I don't understand how it's a sport. Clearly it is, because their heads, like, fly around the place. But, like, I'm like, but you're driving a car. Like, you're not running around the track. I've had the same exact conversation. Clearly it is, because everyone's like, yeah, it's a sport. I guess, like, the G-force and stuff, you have to, like, stay really still. I don't know. But, yeah, for ages, I was like, they're in a car. 
It could be like, you know, sipping on a frappuccino, going around the corner with like one hand. It definitely, I had that same exact thought. And then maybe it's just really good propaganda, like the Netflix show, but it's, yeah, I kind of changed my mind. I'm like, okay. I don't know. I feel like touchy and sensitive about the word athlete. Like I'm like, Mm, I don't don't know know if they're athletes, but they're definitely, I think sports men. Yeah. yeah, Why are there no women in F1? That could be a whole thing in itself. Oh yeah. Cause I guess, why does it make a difference? You're driving a car. There are no women in F1. Yeah. Arguably that would be the best. Is that like a women's league? Not that I'm aware of. There might be bigger fans than me who are like, wait, but wow yeah yeah actually i didn't think about that arguably the most gender inclusive yeah i have no idea i'm gonna look that up later i think there, there was, must be some like rogue league somewhere where chicks I, are doing it i went down this like i think in like lower levels they're probably i don't want to say that and then like yeah yeah i have no <laughs> idea because i remember googling it i think there's been like three in the history of f1 oh so i think but I don't know how many races, and I don't know if they're test drivers or actual drivers. Yeah, it's a lot. But, yeah, that makes no sense to me. Wow, yeah, I know, because like I said, it's a car, right? You can't really say that Yeah. someone has an... Do you have an advantage from being a man driving a car? No. <laughs> no. It doesn't hit it. I don't think so. My frail wrist. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be kind of offended <laughs> if there was a difference. Surely not. Women weigh less usually. Like, surely that helps the speed. Yeah. Although it's like what, like five kilos. I was gonna say I don't think they're big guys. No, they're not. They're, they're usually pretty, quite like small, yeah. smaller frame. Like Lewis Hamilton yeah. is tiny. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm, like jockeys, I guess they have to all be like skinny. <laughs> head, is that a sport? I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another one, right? You're just kind of like on top, like there's the so horse. many that I like. I, yeah. I'm really protective of the word athlete. I feel like people shouldn't call themselves athletes, especially dating an athlete. I'm like, okay, I see all the work he puts in and it's just so much different from like CrossFit gyms, the average person. I'm like, don't call them. Uh I know. (laughs) It does my head in. I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay. If you had a piece of advice to give to your younger self. Ooh. A big question. It's pretty loaded. Can I give like a few pieces? Of course you have. Okay. Don't give up sport and start drinking loads because I used to be like really into athletics and stuff like that and I wish I'd like continued that. So yeah, and also start weight training younger. I think back in the day, like they didn't really do it with kids and they didn't do it with with girls either. So like I remember being athletics and like the boys would go and lift weights after the class really? and the girls would do like an ab circuit. Like I wish I'd started like lifting a lot younger, mm. a lot younger and, kept, so and kind of kept that up. Yeah. Um, I would say to myself again this like mantra like don't worry it'll all be okay and yeah maybe come out about you know being by a bit quicker because that's kind of a lot of lost time and a lot of lost time that you're able to like grow and develop and Mm. stuff like that and time that I think what a waste what a fucking waste you know yeah. but then you know we all come to our own our own kind of realizations and our own time and stuff like that so probably those things and and maybe do a business degree instead of <laughs> instead of languages that probably would have helped I feel like the language ones well you got to live overseas like that was a lot of yeah, growing true. up as well yeah, like yeah yeah I th- 
Yeah, I think you discounted by saying like it was only when I was 25 and started a business that yeah. I grew up. And I'm like, oh my God, you've lived more than I have <laughs> in my very <laughs> humble home with my dog for the last however many years. Um, don't give up sport. Don't give up sport. I think that's, yeah. Because everyone, you get to like 15 and then you just like go out a bit more and you, I don't know, I wish I'd just done, stuck with it and done like strength training. Yeah and stuff like that for I kind of had a bit of a hiatus which I think is actually really common in a lot of people where they just kind of like sit form uni and they just like drink and actually there was because there's been a few papers as to why like women aren't as successful in sport as men and oh, it, yeah. like talking about all of the like barriers that they have up like so gym access uh-huh. qualified coaches and things like that and one of them was if you allow girls to pick their outfits then they're more comfortable playing so like all the cricketers who are in white outfits oh. when it's your time of the month none of them yeah. want to wear it so they're like well i'm just going to stop when i'm like 13 or whatever and then they just stop playing so there's like all these things that yeah, don't we don't think, think about, about things like that wow yeah do you have any guiding piece of advice that you would suggest to like other girls listening to this or other young women who like want to take up sport but maybe take up sport <laughs> get a coach and try to be consistent with it like i train uh well i used to like a few months ago i trained a group of young girls like 14 I'd say I think they're 14 and 15 there's a mix of them one of them really naturally athletic really and I used to say to her why don't you play any sport oh just like I don't know I just can't be bothered and I was like seriously take up sport like you're amazing you're really gifted they just you know when you're just a little teenager and you're just a bit lazy and stuff like that and you want to be like come on come on so yeah perhaps like take up sport i mean i feel sorry for for girls in younger generations today because they've got things like instagram and girls looking amazing i can't imagine what that must do to like a young a young person's brain and the pressure and i mean the insecure like women go through i i think i'm quite i'm not really like other women in that sense like i don't really suffer with too much like insecurity or things about my body no matter what i've looked like to be honest like you know, I've been much bigger than I am right now. And I've still just kind of been like, yeah, you know, this is how I look. So I think I'm very fortunate, but mm-hmm. I know that lots of other women really suffer with things like fear of being judged. They're insecure about the way they look and things like that. So it's easy for me to go, just don't care about yeah. it. You know, when like someone goes, I'm really anxious and you go, don't be anxious. It's okay. <laughs> That's really not helpful, is yeah. it? Mark? Like, so maybe women should just like band together a bit more and then, you know, there's confidence in numbers. Like, that's what I think my women's program is. They just go, well, everyone else is a woman and no one else is going to really judge me. So it's cool. So, yeah, maybe find a coach and try and find, like, a good, a good yeah. program to start on and just get confident and stuff like that. Like, obviously, I listened to your podcast with Sarah. Mm. She was saying she just kind of, like, spoke to that girl and got oh, going. Yeah. And then when you kind of get the ball rolling... Yeah, it's you, much easier. You're there. It's, that's the hard part is getting started. When you're there, you're kind of there, right? Yeah. I do think that, like, fitfluencers kind of have, like, some answering to do, like, with all the, like, little butt kicks and things like that. I'm like, that's not what you're doing. No, it's not. Why? It's like, not. that's not... And the same with, like... All the CrossFit, my professors like have coached Tia and Matt and stuff. And they're like, what they're selling is not what they're doing. Oh, really? And so I'm like, why wouldn't, 
I don't understand. They're going to listen to what you say either way. Like, yeah. what's the difference? I agree. Or it's just like you said before, like people don't want to spend the 12 weeks doing the same yeah. shit and they trying yeah. to improve. I know. So you have to make it sexy to make money. and put Yeah. <laughs> well, like you can do it in ways where like you kind of disguise the fact that they're using very similar body parts. Mm-hmm. So they don't get bored, but you as a coach know, oh, you are training very similar things week in, week yeah. out. But I've made it novel by slightly changing it so that you want to come next week and you don't go, oh my God, are we just going to do four sets of six back squats with three second yeah. pause? Like you, you kind of, you cleverly kind of switch it up a little bit and you go, oh look, and they think it's all new and really you're going, mm. it's all the same really. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you feel pressure like when you're coaching the young girls and stuff to make them like it? Um, no, because I okay. think I'm quite harsh. Oh, okay. I'm not mean, like I'm like, you know, like I, I have fun with them as well, but I'm a bit like no nonsense. Yeah. Like I say to them, you are so fortunate to be in this position. I would have loved this at your age, loved it. Like embrace it, yeah. do it. Like your parents have paid for this. Like, you know, it's not free, right? So I think that I'm nice to a certain degree. Mm. And I think that I am quite kind. Like, I feel like I can tell the difference. It's just like with people in the class. I can tell yeah. the difference with, like, when someone's tired or they don't feel good to, like, just pure laziness. Like, I don't really care how fit you are. I really don't. Mm. For me, effort is the biggest currency. Like, if you're... Who cares? Okay, you've got Jean over here who's super fit. And then you've got Sarah over here who's not fit. As long as they're both trying the same, I have the same amount of respect for both, you know? Yeah. So... That's super interesting because I don't think that's something that people who like just go into the gyms consider. But yeah, like, I know, but I can see it. Yeah. You can, especially like I've obviously been coaching group classes yeah. for years and years and years. I can I can look at a class of 16 people, however many people, and go, right, they're doing nothing. They're trying hard. They could be pushed a bit more. Like you can see yeah. who's really actually trying and who's coasting and who's just talking about, you know, going to Limewood afterwards or something. Yeah. So... I love that. Effort is the biggest card. It is. It's I so respect good. that so much more mm. than other things, you know? I yeah. just go, hands down, they're really trying, and now they have my respect. Yeah. I completely agree. I uh, was the SNC for a couple of the women's lacrosse teams mm. here, and, like, literally they would be working at one squat rack and then peep around to see what the other person's doing, and I'm like, don't look at her. Yeah. <laughs> What are you doing? Are you yeah. trying? If you're not trying, then fine, go like, yeah. socialize. But like, she's not trying. She, just because she's lifting more doesn't mean that she's yeah, like, I know. yeah, it's that mindset. Definitely. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Do you have anything that you want to promote or anything that you want to like? Um, well, obviously I want to plug my business a little bit, which is called Ursus Fitness. Um, and that's about it really. Yeah. I work there. I love it. Come say hi. Come say <laughs> hi to me and my team. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. We. That was great, man. <laughs>